Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. We all saw it, game four, and the New York Knicks answered the call. Obviously, we won tonight, we're one step closer, but it's not over. Wow, the Statue of Liberty Dunk! He took his mask off and uh, he turned into a different player. He turned into juice with the mask off. See the way I did it, made it look too easy. Pass, Durant wide open! The Suns will just continue to get better. I didn't want to say I, I got swept. I don't ever want to say I got swept. I made it on my own. They gonna respect me. Ron hit in the lower midsection area against Dylan Brooks. His night is over. Butler always better in the playoffs. The Bucks gonna trail Miami two games to one. And Philadelphia has swept Brooklyn. Philly cheese. Will you come from nothing? You don't know no better. Welcome to NBA Today, presented by PNC Bank. Welcome to NBA Today, presented by PNC Bank. Here is where we stand two weekends in the playoffs, starting with the Western Conference. Ooh, do I spy a tied series between the Kings and the Warriors? That one is going to be fun. You can see how the rest of this is shaking out. And then onwards to the East. Philadelphia already has won their series against Brooklyn. New York leading 3-1. Miami leading 2-1. Boston leads their series 3-1. Joining me now, though, is senior NBA insider Adrian Wojnarowski for the latest on Giannis Antetokounmpo because, Woj, Giannis missed the last two games with lower back soreness. But what can we expect from him here in Game 4? Malika, some, some very good potential news for the Milwaukee Bucks tonight, down 2-1 to Miami in this game four. And there's a lot of optimism that Giannis Antetokounmpo will be able to make his return to the lineup against the Heat. Uh, his mobility has improved. The, the pain in that lower back uh, has subsided, I'm told. And uh, Antetokounmpo will warm up again, as he did before game three. But this time, the expectation is he should be ready to go uh, the Bucks need them back. Certainly a, a must-win game for them. Down 2-1, trying to get this series back to Milwaukee even. Well, that's good news for Milwaukee Bucks fans. Getting Giannis Antetokounmpo back is going to be so key for them. Woj, thank you so much for spending a little bit of time with us here on NBA Today. Okay. Giannis has only played in 11 minutes thus far in this series. Richard Jefferson is on his way over. I see you getting your notes together, my friend, because there's so many storylines, right, that have been going through these playoffs. But to you, what do you think is the best one? Well, the best one of all, of all is really the New York Knicks and what they have done to this Cleveland Cavaliers team. There was a lot of stories behind the Donovan Mitchell and the mm. trade. Well, we have sat on this show, and so many people have talked about how important Brunson was and what he was doing. This man has put up 27, 21, 20, and then 29. That is so impressive when you're talking about the guards that he's playing against. He's playing against Darius Garland. He's playing against Donovan Mitchell, and he has been the best guard in the series. That, to me, is impressive. And, again, one other person that we have been harping on, Josh Hart. Josh Hart had an outstanding game one. 
played okay, but then he gets pushed into the starting spot because of an injury, and what does he do? He gives you 19 points. This is why we are talking about every move the Knicks have made thus far has been outstanding. They have been the storyline. That is why they are up 3-1. Not to mention, did you see Josh Hart's braids? When you get NY braided into your hair, I mean, he has the heart of the city. I I said it. Josh Hart's one of those guys that's built for the postseason. He does a million different things. You put him as a starter, you come out as a six-man. Sure. He is that dude. The Knicks have been the most impressive team thus far in the postseason. Somewhere, Stephen A. is just smiling. He is beaming from ear to ear. What's he been saying? Orange and blue skies. And until they lose, until they lose, until they lose, then he's going to be back on the other Richard, side. are you going to get your hair braided like that next? Oh, wait. Just, sorry, not, just my tail. The Knicks just <laughs> one game away from matching their total for playoff series wins over the last 20 seasons, which is wild. And we know Jalen Brunson has been excellent. Mitchell Robinson has been chipping in. But, Shanae, if you were to pick one player that has stood, off the, stood out the most in these playoffs, who would it be? Picking one player is not easy for me, right? <laughs> if know. you think about it, I, I loved what Jalen Brunson has done. I love what Steph Curry has done. The Celtics, they made it look easy. But flying under the radar, Devin Booker. Mm. He has led the postseason in points so far. 139 points he has accumulated. But it's not just that. Look at that defensive effort. Yeah. That changed, honestly, the series. Because that was the second half in game two, I believe. And he was able to come out and be aggressive. He's shooting 57% from the field. I think it's like, what, 44% from three. And I know this is not the Clippers team that we had hoped that they would go against. But quietly, it seems like that's the definition of his career. Flying under the radar, but showing everyone he's still one of the top caliber players in the league. I'm so glad you mentioned his defense because obviously offensively he has been explosive. But what he has been able to do to slow down, even though it's a shorthanded Clippers team, has been exceptional. Sinead, please do not go too far. Devin Booker, he leads the postseason. Nearly 35 points per game. The Suns entered the playoffs as the betting favorites to come out of the West. But it hasn't exactly been smooth sailing for Phoenix so far. Especially when you consider, Perk, that their opponent right, is a little bit shorthanded here. So to you, Perk, who looks like the best team overall in these playoffs? Well, you know, with Giannis being out, Milwaukee has kind of been looking funny in the light over there. Uh, Phoenix ain't looking too good. So, you know, I got to be a homer right now. I got to talk about the Boston Celtics. And it's because of their depth. Yeah, we know Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown could drop a 30-piece all flat Sabachi style. But it's been Derek White for me. Right, Derek White is averaging around about 20 points in this series. Uh, and his impact for us, what he's been capable of doing on both ends of the floor, he has been outstanding for us playing on the ball defense on Trey Young. And let's talk about the time, Lord, for a second. Robert Williams, the most important piece on the Celtics for us in winning the championships. Monster double-double last night was all over the glass. Matter of fact, I think he came in second last night in Celtic history behind yours truly for most rebounds in a half in a playoff game. And so he's just killing the game right now. But when I look at the Celtics' depth and you think about the Boston Celtics, yes, you think about Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. Then next you think about Marcus Smart and Malcolm Brogdon. But when you have guys like Derek White and, and Robert Williams mm. that could help you win games and have elevated, you're doing something special. Well, especially, Perk, when we've been talking about all season long, right, is it going to be the Celtics? Is it going to be the Bucks? The Celtics so far have looked like the more dominant team. And that brings us to our senior writer, Ramona Shelburne, because, Ramona, as exciting as the playoffs have been so, thus far, 
there's still a couple of unanswered questions, yeah. if you will. To you, which one is the biggest? I mean, what is the status of Joel Embiid going forward? Right. Okay. So he has he has a sprained LCL in his right knee. That's the lateral collateral ligament. And when he first went down with his injury, the sense is that it was going to be a one, maybe two weeks, depending on how he feels. Now, he's going to be reevaluated in the middle of this week. But the injury happens on April, on April 20th. And the second round starts April 29th. That's right in that window right? where he could come back in time. That's why Doc Rivers says, I don't know, maybe he depends sure. on how he recovers from that. But what kind of Joel Embiid are we going to see? Right. Because Joel Embiid with, with, a, with a knee injury, with a big old brace, we've seen him play like that. Yep. that. That's not what anyone in Philadelphia was hoping for when you went into this season after the kind of year he's had. And so that's in the Eastern Conference. It, it, the, the game one of the next round, it could start as soon as Saturday. Is he yeah. going to be available for that game? It, it'll depend on what happens in his evaluation this week, in the middle of the week. And I'm told he's doing better. Okay. Like he's moving around better. The swelling has subsided. But you know, when, they get, when he gets in there with the doctors and they see how he feels, you know, you're not going to push it with something like that. You mm -hmm. kind of... In, in terms of the severity of this, right. it's something he can come back from. But uh, an LCL is an LCL. Right, particularly you can see his playoff injury history. This isn't new for Joel Embiid. Certainly we hope to see him sooner rather than later. I'm going to parse this out a little bit more, yep. Ramona. If Joel is the biggest unknown in the East, what or who is the biggest unknown in the West? Man, I was at the Clippers and Sun series all weekend. Right. And it's, it is, it's so hard to watch when there's no Kawhi Leonard and no Paul George. And you see Kawhi Leonard walking in and out. You see him on the bench. Paul George it was, it was at practice today. He was trying to do something. Ty Lue, you know, said essentially today he's not sure what they're going to be able to do, where they are. But look, that's Paul George making basketball moves. Right. And this Can is from he come today. back? in time to make this a series because it had the makings of a classic series and you know give all the credit to the Suns they right. came into LA and won those two games they were close games mostly because Russell Westbrook had a throwback Russell Westbrook game and Norm Powell was great but I want to see Paul George play I want to see Kawhi, Kawhi Leonard play right and that to me is the biggest unknown in the world and this video that we're looking at right now is literally from just moments ago that we're seeing Paul yep. George finally on the court Om Young Masuk is reporting that he's progressing but it's hard not to wonder okay Ooh. the Clippers even without their two stars they've been right there for much so of those close. games and if they'd had Paul George if they'd had Kawhi Leonard what could this series have been otherwise that's sort of the thing that's replaying and if it's replaying yeah. in my mind I'm sure in the Clippers front office, among the Clippers team. That's the thing that's The only playoffs we got to see both those guys healthy was 2020. And that's such a bummer. In the man. bubble. Yeah, what a bummer that is. And in the bubble, man, they were fun to watch. All right, still to come on NBA Today, we got a lot to get yeah. to, Ramona. Draymond Green, his return to action. It kept the Warriors' momentum rolling. The series is now tied. So will he come off the bench again in Game 5? We have answers for you. Plus, LeBron James, he got the best of Dylan the villain in Game 3, that's for sure. Our panel shortly on the keys to the rest of the series for both sides as we head to Game 4. And, man, you know where I wish I was this weekend? The Garden, because yes. it was rocking in Games 3 and for the Knicks find themselves in commanding position, but could Donovan finally begin to outduel Brunson, or is this series going to be a wrap? Don't worry, we'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyeho Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season.
Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. NBA Today is presented by PNC Bank. Rooted in communities big and small. And in part by Burger King. All right, friends, it's time. Let's get to the game of the weekend between the Warriors and the Kings. This was a fun one. Went all the way down to the wire. Remember, Draymond Green is back in this one, but he came off the bench for the first time in the Steve Kerr era in the playoffs. So when he comes into the game, (laughs) this is what immediately... First, we have, we have this. We should have known this was going to be a game from De'Aaron Fox. So they bring in Draymond, need a little more defense on him. And first things first, he gets a technical. <laughs> like one minute in. <laughs> How do you get a technical? One minute in. What? This, this exchange. <laughs> I like De'Aaron Fox. Don't read their lips. He didn't back Do down. not read their lips. No, it's not, but it's not about backing down in that moment. Like, the tougher man is the person that can walk away, not the person that doesn't bite back down. Okay, Richard. I'm Deep saying, analysis. If right you keep there. getting technicals, bro, like – yeah, like, I know those points accumulate. Every one of these guys are going to keep chirping at you. You want to win a championship? That's how he got ta- how he got suspended in 2016. It was the accumulation of it. I know that he got lost here, Cheney, but can we just take a minute for Davion Mitchell's defense? I know, yes. kid. We've we've Kevin! all <laughs> we've all felt that watching. But watch this dance. follow through right here. On one leg. What is the dance? What? Not the stinky leg. What? It's the. That's just the. That's, that's just the clay. That's just the clay. That's some kind of. Like hold my Super Mario Brothers thing that he was. In. I don't know what. And then things got <laughs> spicy in the fourth quarter. Steph Curry. I was complimenting Davion's defense. Sometimes there's nothing that you can do. Absolutely nothing you can do. Did a great job there. And here, this was the Warriors. Look at the quick pump fake. Like what? 24 feet. He was feet. trying to get his foot behind the line, but didn't it's, quite uh, get it. But still, a clutch bucket. When and then that point here, matters. Dun, dun, dun. Plot twist. <laughs> so this is just as Doris Burke is complimenting the the fact that this is an oh, experienced oh. team when Steph calls a timeout that they didn't have. Of course, that means it's a technical foul. They make the technical free throw, and they retain possession here, Cheney. And then, clutch player of the year, De'Aaron Fox. You cannot rely on that man missing shots to win a game. Well, this is the biggest mistake to me right here in the game. Coach of the year, you got to get two shots off. You have one timeout left, 10 seconds. You got to have De'Aaron go fast. If you miss it, foul, get another shot at it because you can call a timeout and advance the ball. One shot is not what you should have gotten. Warriors get the win. Let's take a listen to after the game. He hadn't come off the bench in 10 years since before I, I was coaching. Uh, so, But he came to me after uh, immediately after game three. He drove back to the arena. I was in my office, and he walked in, and he said, what do you think about me coming off the bench? We were just talking about it, and he was asking me, like, yo, what, what are your thoughts? Like, this is why we wouldn't do it X, Y, and Z. I'm like, yeah, this is why we should do it X, Y, and Z. And, uh, you know, one of his words was like, but how are you going to feel coming off the bench? You have not come off the bench in, in uh, nine years in the playoffs. How are you going to feel? Who cares? Like, who cares how I feel? Um, 
I mean, if, if I must answer the question for you, I'm fine. I'll be ready to go when it's time for me to go in. But it doesn't matter how I feel. I think the right thing to do will be to start the game the exact way we start a game three. All right, let's break down this, Chanae, because 132 playoff games, it's the first time in 132 playoff games that Draymond Green has come off of the bench. And he said he never wants to be that player who feels entitled to anything, entitled to starting. So how did you still see his impact? Next level maturity right there. Let's dive into what Draymond is actually talking about, because Draymond coming off of the bench, he actually helped the Warriors with the floor spacing mm. and consequentially, yeah. their assist numbers went up. They went back up to 31 or so a game when they are in their homestand in the playoffs. And now Draymond is back with his confidence, his team playing well, the offense churning. He's back to bringing balance on defense. As the closest defender, he held the Kings to 43% shooting percentage in the restricted area, which is fourth best in the playoffs. And that's not easy because the Warriors, they switch a lot of screens, which means he's probably back one step and he's still getting it done. And I'll show you exactly how that happens. This is a pick and roll. His job is to hedge. Look at Sabonis. He has a line drive to the rim. This should be an automatic at least dunk, right? Instead, there's nice help defense. He's there to contest the shot and Wiggins rebound. Big factor, another help defender on the perimeter that helps Draymond out. Again, watch this. This is a two-on-one. You've got one player here. You've got Sabonis that can clean it up. Watch how active he is. Goes up, contests the shot. Out of the play, almost out of bounds. Right. Sabonis is there. Block it. And then you know what he did after. And time and score in that one. He flexed. <laughs> you know, time and score 100%. And all of this set the scene for his game-saving defense. Mm. Because Draymond guarded De'Aaron Fox in the second half and held him to two of seven shooting. Yep. This was key late. Let's look at it. Thank you, Director Kathy, baby. All right. Final second half, he started guarding him. Watch this right here. Nice little attachment contest, force a lot of contested twos, and those are shots he normally makes, but when you switch defenders, that's a nice adjustment. Look at the time and score. Final play of the game. Steph doing his thing. He knows help defense is coming. This is where you make a calculated decision. 51% on twos, 25% on threes. Draymond stays active on the ball. Steph has his back. That is Warriors championship level defense. Yep. They didn't even need to talk. Right. They just were active. They were there. They knew each other like bros. They're hugging. That's what won them the game. Yeah. It was them getting their offense back because of his unselfish nature coming off the bench right. and then getting their defense back because he knows exactly what to do and he's willing to take any assignment, including the most clutch player this year. Yeah, absolutely. That's why Steve Kerr said when I spoke to him at halftime, he's like, you know what? We're going to make an adjustment here because yes, we like having two, we don't like, we don't like having two non-shooters on the floor and Kevon Looney and Draymond Green at the same time, but we're going to take a little bit of a risk here because we need Draymond's defense here on mm -hmm. De'Aaron Fox and then we saw Harrison Barnes say, you know, if I can come back from his poor shooting in 2016, then I can do anything. But now we're flipping the page. We're going back to Sacramento, Ramona. Yeah. You were at that game in Golden State as well. So should we expect Draymond to come off of the bench? How did we get here? So we got here because Draymond watched Game 3 from home. And that game was not close, right? So he, he gets in his car before the game's even over. And he's watching it like he's watching game tape. And he's mm -hmm. like, I see what's working. And I see Kevon Looney having an amazing game. 20 rebounds in that game, 9 assists. And... They played better with just one big on the floor, and Jordan Poole played great. Some, we need to have just one big, and if someone's going to sit, it should be me. And when I spoke to him after the game, he said, you know, 
when I became a starter, David Lee lost his starting spot. David Lee was an all-star back when Draymond took his spot. And he, he didn't lose his spot because Steve Kerr made a decision. It was because David Lee got hurt in training camp and Draymond just played great. And the Warriors as we know them were created during that stretch. And then David Lee came back and Steve Kerr said, no, no, we're going to stay with what it is. And Dray, he, Dray said that was one of the most validating things that could ever happen to me because I believed I should be out there. And David Lee put his arm around him and supported him. Mm. Like he, this is a veteran all-star who just lost his starting spot, put his arm around him and said, I would, here's what you need to do. I mean, Draymond that, said, that doesn't sound like David Lee. <laughs> that doesn't sound like David Lee. Well, he said, this, this is how the world comes back around. Like if, if that's how I got my job, mm. I, I got to do the right thing here. Kevon Looney just had a career game. Yes, he, he was, was right. there when... Draymond couldn't be there, and he should not be sitting that game. And so I think I think that I don't know if we see him come off the bench in this next game, but you you know that Kevon that Kevon Looney's been playing great, and Jordan Poole is going to be a starter for that team one day. It's just mm. a question of when and who goes to the bench when he does. And so at some Draymond re, raising his hand after the suspension to do that, I thought was a big move for the Warriors, and it's something that they can do at any time now going forward. Yeah, no, I 100% agree. Draymond, like you love everything that he brings to the table, but it's just like you just want. You, you want there, there's a level of maturity even there when he got that block and he screamed yep. he screamed at Sabonis you love the fact but we already seen uh, Claxton get uh, kicked out of a game for two taunting technicals mm. one for dunking on Embiid and staring at him another one for dunking on Embiid and walking o- and walking over top of him Draymond when you block that shot if you're screaming at him that's taunting then you get a, you've already have one technical now you're thrown out of the game again they are within their rights to give you another technical. Now you're a Hall of Famer, you're all of this, so they're gonna give you the benefit of the doubt. But ultimately, you were close to getting another technical for screaming and yelling at him after the block. Yeah. I don't want that from him. And that's the maturity part that we have to see. Because if the Warriors do advance, the technicals are going with Draymond there. That's the biggest issue. Well, and it's such a fine line for Draymond, right? Because yep. it's what makes them great. That bravado, it, it's what pushes them forward. Because when Steph goes and makes threes, yep. Clay goes and makes threes, it all shows up in the box score. But Draymond, in, in a sense, has to manufacture that. It's the energy. It's the defense. It's all of that. But at the end of the day, what matters is the wins and the losses and now perk we're all tied up in this series baby and you pick the kings to win the series are you standing on that prediction my friend I am standing on that prediction because the Kings have home court. I believe it's going to be hard for any team, especially the Warriors, to beat them on their home court. And De'Aaron Fox is just that superior when it comes down to taking over games. I believe that the others will step up and I believe that Mike Brown will make adjustments. Mm. He will make adjustments. He has yet to really make adjustments in this series, but I believe he will. I think that one-point loss in Golden State last night was actually encouraging for the Kings. To get smacked the way that they did in Game 3 and come back and respond that they did the way that they did in Game 4 was was awesome. But can I say this about Draymond real quick? Okay. Let me appreciate this brother. Because what he said in his post-game interview and what he said on his podcast is the true definition of losing yourself in the team. When you talk about coming back to the squad and giving yourself up and saying that, hey, I'm willing to come off the bench because it's better for the team. It's better for us overall because you know the goal that y'all are trying to reach is bigger than one individual. And if you reach that goal, everybody is going to get what they deserve anyway. Mm. Number two, when Draymond spoke on the entitlement part, 
This is a message to all the basketball players out there in the world, not just in the league, but AAU and to their parents and to kids in high school. I keep telling people, it's not who starts, but it's who finishes the game. Yep. And in the crunch time when it matters the most, Guess who was in the game at the elbow clogging mm -hmm. up that lane for for as the Aaron Fox driver? It was Draymond. So I just thought it was a it was a great thing for him to go out there and enlighten the people on how he took that lesser role and sacrifice. And also he is very smart because he didn't hurt his bag. He helped his bag. And long and later down the line on in his career, guess what's gonna happen? You could see him playing it playing it out just like Udonis Haslam. Hmm. An extension of the coach from five years from now, writing his own way out. The series is all tied up. Now it shifts back to Sacramento. Keegan Murray was unlocked in that game. We didn't even talk about that. This is going to be so much fun. All right, coming up, though, on this show today, can the Grizzlies even the series back up tonight? This is going to be a fun one. The Lakers, they have the opportunity to take a commanding 3-1 lead. Our panel with the keys for both teams ahead of tonight's Game 4 that's just across the street. And the Knicks, they had New York City rocking yesterday. Richard on why Jalen Brunson has proven to be the best player in this series so far. And Phoenix, they're just one win away from moving on to the next round. But have they shown enough to sway Perk's opinion? All that and more. We're just getting started here on NBA Today. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Welcome back to NBA Today, presented by PNC Bank. We have breaking news here on NBA Today. According to our senior insider, Adrian Wojnarowski, De'Aaron Fox has fractured the tip of his left index finger in Game 4. Woj reports that there's still optimism. He's going to try and play in Game 5 on Tuesday. He would need to play with a protective covering on his finger. He's going to be listed as doubtful. This is according to our senior insider, Adrian Wojnarowski. And Ramona, I'm told that this happened late in this game. Yep. And you know what that means. <laughs> Then we saw him make big buckets yeah. already yes. with this fractured finger. So, Richard, I'll start with you here. How concerned should we be here for, for Fox? Well, again, I think this is an individual pain threshold. Is this something that I think a player can play, play through? Yes. Do I think De'Aaron Fox is the type of player that if he can, yes. I'll take you back to John Morant. We saw John Morant land on an already injured hand, see all of his fingers bent back and was still able to come back and have the performance that he did. I think this means too much to De'Aaron Fox. If he can, he will. Ultimately, this is something that players can play through. There's a number of players, C.J. McCollum, different guys have been playing through like little 
ligament tears, little mm. fractures, stress fractures. This is something that in the postseason you can play through regular season, you would sit. Yeah, fortunately when it's your finger, like the rhythm is not necessarily all powered through one or, so, or two fingers. So that's something you feel like you can be comfortable playing through, as Richard said. But I'm someone who has known De'Aaron Fox since he was in high school. We both went to Cypher Independent School District. This guy's a competitor. Mm. And so if he's able to play, I would not be surprised if he still is able to play at a very high level. Because as you said, Malika, he hit that shot likely in the certain circumstance right. where his finger was injured. Now, again, after some time, the adrenaline comes down. It might feel different. Starts, you might have, yeah, it starts, starts throbbing. throbbing. Yeah. Starts throbbing. Catching might feel different, but knowing this guy, knowing his toughness, yeah. and knowing what he's been through this entire season to get this team exactly where it needs to be, I would not be surprised if he still pushed through. You just put a little, you put a little needle, little, no, little, little, you mean, little, 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 Deer and Fox, but also this is the playoffs, and this is the first time that this group has been in this position. This is when I when I spoke to Deer and after the game, he was sitting at his locker perk, and he was like, "We needed to get that one." But also, I have all the confidence in the in the world going into this next game. Do you think that this is going to impact the Kings in a a, a sizable way, Perk? You know what? I don't. I, I still think, De listen, De'Aaron Fox is a Texas boy. And look, it can't be no worse than this, okay? It cannot be no worse don't than this thing right here. This is, hey, you know, this is what we do. You see this thing right here? No one else is supposed to. Still, it's still So, so what I'm saying is, is this. I, I, I believe De'Aaron Fox is, like, living in this moment. Mm -hmm, He's playing yeah. exceptional basketball right now. And it didn't affect him late in the fourth quarter last night. And, look, they have this such thing. They have some things behind the scenes when the doctors tell you <laughs> at 75, come see me, that I have him pain-free, that he'll be able to go out there on the floor and deliver. I think he plays. I want to bring senior NBA insider Adrian Wojnarowski back to our show here. Woj, we know that... De'Aaron Fox has fractured his finger. What more can you tell us? Uh, Malika, there's still some hope uh, that De'Aaron Fox will be able to play uh, game five, that crucial game back in Sacramento with this series tied 2-2. I'm told he would need a protective covering uh, on that finger. I'm told it's the very tip of that left index finger on his shooting hand. You know, the x-rays came back with a fracture there, but I think there's still some optimism. He'll be able to give it a go. Now, how effective he can be, how it impacts his grip, his shot, certainly those are the concerns. Uh, but the expectation is he'd get fitted uh, or, or get a covering on that finger, on the hand uh, that would perhaps allow him to play. Uh, he's listed as doubtful right now, uh, but again, certainly uh, with the stakes right now mm. at this point in the season, in the playoffs, I think De'Aaron Fox certainly is going to try to do whatever he can uh, to get on the court. And, the, and there's optimism that at the very least he's going to give it a try uh, Tuesday night with the series tied 2-2. Two, 
2-2 Malika. Yeah, we were all just talking about it on the set, how competitive De'Aaron Fox is with the stakes this high. It would be surprising to see him at least not give it a go on Wednesday for this pivotal Game 5. Woj, thank you so much for stopping by with your reporting. Still to come on our show, we have a pivotal game tonight just across the street. So we're going to get you all set for the Lakers, the Grizzlies, Game 4. Janae, are they going to tie this thing up? Uh, I don't know about that. Uh, Maybe. We'll see. We'll see. We're going to discuss on the other side what of this was break. Yes or no? What was uh, that? Yes or no? I'm trying to save my answer for the segment. Oh, okay. So I give you. There it is. That's a That's pro. A pro. Hey. That's a pro right there. Don't look at me. Right. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And... Boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. People out there that say maybe maybe you shouldn't do that with one of the better players in the game. What, I guess, what, what were you thinking? I don't care. He's old. He didn't poke bad off. He pulled honey on him. That's what Dylan Brooks did. He, he pulled honey on himself. I hear from boy. I'm ready to play, and that's it. I appreciate it. And back the other way, three on one. LeBron taking flight. Oh, it with his chest. I've been doing this too long. I'm, I'm making no statements. He's been issued a flagrant foul penalty too, and has been ejected from the game. Yeah. See you later. Fans making me a villain. The media making me a villain. That just creates a whole different persona on me. So now you think I intended to hit LeBron James in the face. I'm playing basketball, basketball player. This is Hollywood after all. Yep. The stage is set for game four as we get you ready. Ramona Shelburne back with us yeah. as well as Tim McMahon who's covering the Grizzlies for this series. So Ramona, last game it was a blowout, right? Despite John Morant scoring 22 straight, which is wild in the fourth quarter, we saw all that was made of Dylan Brooks, yeah. right? But his rhetoric, his behavior, yeah. it's part of what makes the Grizzlies the Grizzlies, but how are they viewing this internally? Well, inter- I mean, you, every time you ask a question, every time Dylan Brooks does something like this, you go to Tyus and you go to Desmond Bain because those are the two adults that they always trust in front of the cameras. And they always say, you know, we got it, we got our guys back. Yeah. But, but at some point, you kind of have to wonder, 
Like, it's, you, why isn't Dylan answering these questions, right? Mm-hmm. Like, he's the one who puts it out there. And and Tyus Jones and, and Desmond Bain, Steven Adams used to be in that role when he was before he got hurt. It, it, it comes to a point where this is where you need some veterans on this team, some yeah. some guys that kind of take the load off there because it's always the same two guys who are the mature ones. You know, Tyus Jones has a couple of kids. He's a, sort of a, he calls himself an old soul, but but they're always having to answer for and back up mm. the talk of Dylan Brooks and sometimes the talk of John Moran. Well, I imagine, though, at the end of the day, this is a fine line because it's what makes the Grizzlies the Grizzlies, right? This is this yeah. is what they do. But then, when you look at the box score, and Dylan Brooks is one of seven on jumpers, how, how is that reverberating? Yeah, if you bark, you've got to bite. And look, you can't brick. Just straight up. <laughs> and the, the way that the Lakers are playing him, those were invitation jumpers, right? They're yep. packing the paint, sagging off Dylan Brooks and saying, if you want to beat us with your three-point shot, prove that you can do it. They're not guarding him. Now, you've got the crowd that's on him. You've got that whole thing. If Dylan Brooks is going to silence the crowd, he has to hit jump shots because mm. those shots will be there for him. And look, I don't think it's a coincidence that John Morant really got rolling when Dylan Brooks yeah. was off the floor. As much as he gives them on defense, and he is legitimately one of the best and most versatile defenders in the league, he has hurt them in this series offensively. If you bark, you got to bite, you can't brick. That was, that was a line, Tim McMahon. Oh, there that was a flourish. All right, but at the end of the day, he is an unrestricted yeah. free agent this summer. Obviously, you're referring to the fact that he got uh, ejected in that last game that we saw. Should we expect Dylan to, br- to be a cornerstone of this franchise for years to come? Stay tuned. This is going to be a very difficult decision for the Grizzlies front office this summer, as you said, when he becomes a free agent. But look, they've showed their cards. They tried to engage the Raptors in conversations about OG Ananobi. Mm. They threw four picks, four first-round picks at the Brooklyn Nets and said, we mm. want Macau Bridges. They drafted Zaire Williams in the first round, trading up to get him. They drafted another small forward this year yep. in David Roddy. Neither of those guys are ready for a, a, that role, but there's a lot that comes along with Dylan Brooks. If he's not going to be part of this, they have to find a way to replace him. And again, we're talking about a guy who is guarding LeBron James in this series. Yep. If they win this series, he's guarding Steph Curry or Darren Fox next round. Not a lot of guys in the league who can do that. Now, the chaos that comes along with him, the shot selection and and challenges offensively, they've got to figure out, is this a guy they want to move forward with as a part of their core? That's the balance that they're going to need to figure out what ingredients all go well to get to their end result that they're hoping for. Game four is tonight in Los Angeles, and it is going to be a good one. But you guys know who both barks and bites in these playoffs? Jimmy Butler. So still to come on NBA Today. We're getting into Jimmy Buckets because he was at it again. Can the Heat take a commanding 3-1 lead with Giannis set to return? We're going to assess the Heat culture coming up next. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network. All lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You saw it, we all saw it. Game four, Madison Square Garden, the Mecca, hype. And the New York Knicks answered the call. Jalen Brunson, 29. Brunson on three ball. It's good. R.J. Barrett, 26. It goes at Osman again, falling away. Shot is good. R.J. Barrett, back. You want to know how it's done? They showed you. Hart goes right at Allen. Layup, it's good. Back out for Brunson. History. New York Knicks, one victory away from advancing to the Eastern Conference semifinals. New York, stand up! New York, stand up! New York, stand up! One to go. He said, New York, stand up. All right. Well, the Knicks, they made a whole lot of noise this weekend, taking both games in Madison Square Garden. They got a little 3-1 series lead here. Let's recap the weekend. We're going to do a little something called this or that. 24 seconds on the clock. I'm going to give you two options. Tell me which one has the bigger impact on the series. And Stephen A., we're starting with yours. So let's start with the Cavs and the Knicks. They're two big offseason acquisitions. Jalen Brunson has been the leading scorer in this series at 24 a game. And then Donovan Mitchell really struggled at Madison Square Garden, including going five of 18, 11.6 turnovers on Saturday. So, Chanae, has Brunson or Mitchell been the biggest factor in this series? Brunson by a landslide just because what has he done for New York? I mean, brought new life into the garden, and he is the first player in since, like, 1968 to average at least 20 in his first four straight playoff games. Impressive. Also, multiple 25-point scores, 50% shooting from the field. That's rare to get a team that's efficient on offense alongside stifling on defense. This is a JV effect. Let's get to the oh, other right four or five matchup. My buzzer beater. All right, the Suns, they're also up 3-1 on the Clippers. Devin Booker. Scorching hot. He leads all scores in the playoffs at almost 35 <laughs> points a game. We know the Clippers are missing PG. They're missing Kawhi. But Perk, is this more about Booker's offense or the Clippers are missing some key people here? It's neither. It's more about having Kevin Durant on your team yes. because the Clippers are going to key in on Kevin Durant. Now, all of a sudden, Devin Booker is going to get those one-on-one matchups, and he's going to be able to go at the secondary or thirdary defender and be able to do his thing. This is the luxury of having Kevin Durant. Did you say Durant? <laughs> did, did you say thirdary? Oh, no. Secondary and thirdary? That's fine. Secondary, thirdary, tertiary. You did, and that's what matters, my friend. All right, how about this? The Sixers, (laughs) they were the first team to advance with a sweep, pull out the brooms. This is despite the up-and-down play from James Harden, Joel Embiid on the bench with an injury. They will face the winner of Hawks and Celtics next. So, Ramona, what's the bigger concern? Is it Embiid's health, or is it consistent play from Harden? I actually think it's consistent play from James Harden because if they end up playing the Boston Celtics, these two teams have played each other before, and Boston tries to take Joel Embiid out. Embiid passes the ball at a double team much faster than he used to. Who's he passing to? James Harden. Mm. I think Tyrese Maxey has been great in the, in, the, in the previous series, but James Harden is there for this series in this role to give Joel Embiid a second option and not a 
tertiary or thirdiary or whatever option you guys were talking about. Oh, oh yes, he got it. All right, from the team that was swept to a team that avoided being swept, the Timberwolves. Ant Edwards had 34 points, but the story was the Nuggets almost come back, right? 12-point comeback in regulation. Minnesota was able to hang on in overtime thanks to clutch Anthony Edwards. But, Richard, what's the bigger deal? Edwards' great play or the T-Wolves blowing this? Well, look, I I think it's a combination. Edwards had to overcome some mistakes. Now, look, I think Chris Finch is a great coach, but this is the second time that we've seen him not call a timeout in certain situations. Your young team is going on a – is is getting handled by the number one seed. And my biggest issue here is that, look, you had two timeouts. So during this last, like, minute and a half, you could have called a timeout. Settled your guys that there was five straight possessions where you didn't get good shots and they were hitting threes on the other end. Forget that. I'm going to finish what I was talking Please about. Do. So You're when preaching. you do not call a timeout, when you do not call a timeout with a young team, mm-hmm. then Making all of a sudden they start rolls. to get rattled. They, it starts to roll. Instead of calling, you went into overtime with the timeout. They went into overtime with a timeout. You could have called a timeout at any point in time. And then what happens? You go into overtime. You're able to talk to your guys. You settle them down a little bit, and they outscore the Denver Nuggets and just ball out in the overtime. That was what Mike Malone was complaining about. But you might not have needed that. You can't go into overtime with any bullets left in your gun. Call a timeout, settle your guys, call a couple of plays, and allow them to get settled. That was a whole word. And Edwards kind of called his own number on that one, though, because before the game he said, this ain't going to end like this. He did not want to get swept. All right. The Stanley Cup playoffs, they continue tonight on ESPN and the app. A couple of game fours. We have the Devils and the Rangers begin at 7 Eastern with the blue shirts up two games to one. And then the Jets, they host the Golden Knights with Vegas up two to one. The road to the cup, it rolls on. Coming up next, John Morant's 45-point performance. It wasn't quite enough for the Grizzlies in game three. So is he the key for Memphis this evening? We'll be back in 60 seconds. One, two, three. Selling my child. NBA Today is presented by PNC Bank. Rooted in communities big and small. All right, guys, it's time for Put It In Work, presented to you by Upwork. Jimmy Butler scored 30 points in just 28 minutes, leading the Heat to a 121-99 victory over the Bucks in Game 3. Miami it became the first team in NBA history to score at least 120 points on 50% shooting in each of their first three My games goodness. in the postseason. Butler, a huge reason why he's turned it up in the postseason during his career every single year. Butler has had 90 points through three games. That is the most by any Heat player to start a postseason in franchise history. And now, of course, Miami up 2-1 to one on the Milwaukee Bucks. I would be remiss not to mention, though, Victor Oladipo. Oh, Such oh. a bummer to watch that. Prayers we are up for you. For a very, very My guy. recovery for him. As we shift our focus to tonight's game, we have the Lakers and the Grizzlies. We have Miami and the Bucks. The Bucks expecting, as Adrian Wojnarowski reported, to get Giannis a Tentacumbo back. So what are you expecting in these two tonight, Perk? Well, I'm expecting the Bucks to bounce back in great fashion. Even if Giannis is not, like, fully healthy, just having him back in the lineup is going to help everybody else. But when I'm looking at that Grizzly, Grizzlies and Lakers game, <laughs> that's <laughs> what I'm looking for. Can Anthony Davis duplicate what he did in game three? Mm. And is Dylan Brooks going to duplicate what he did in game three? And that's absolutely nothing. Now, I'm watching for Dylan Brooks. Forget John Morant. Forget AD and LeBron. What is Dylan Brooks going to do? That's mm. who I'm looking to see who's gonna, if he going to show up to the party. 
Yeah, I have to agree. I mean, he asked for, you know, all the smoke, and now he's taking the heat. So, Dylan Brooks. What, Richard? I ain't got nothing to say. Okay, good, because I'm right. Thank you. And, you know, you have to think about this. What does this do for your reputation? Obviously, we know that he's one of the most elite defenders, but you went at LeBron James, but you, LeBron James did not take the bait. Mm. It really, honestly, galvanized the rest of the Lakers squad. And I always say this. I know a lot of times we talk about stars. I think series are won by role players. Yeah. I mean, role players that show up, and, you know, we're talking about the Josh Hart's of New York, or even Rui Hachimura having some, like, consistent games in the postseason. Those key factors tilt the balance to teams so the stars can do what they need to do. Okay, right? Anthony Davis was 31-17. and 17. Anthony Davis, when he plays like that, that's that's why people start talking about the Lakers as being able to make a run. And if they can mm -hmm. keep him involved offensively, feed the big man, and he plays defense at the level he's been playing, woof. And that's what that, I was saying. LeBron, a, LeBron didn't take the bait because he knows yeah. AD is priority number right. one. And so they stuck to the game plan, and Dylan Brooks now looks like he's, you know, oh, man, like this is now all on me. Right, but one Lakers player was saying before the game, you know, if that's what Dylan Brooks will say to LeBron about LeBron, what's he going to say about the rest of us? So you're right, it kind of got the whole group coming behind him. Uh, who do you expect to take the Miami Bucks game, and who do you expect to take the Lakers Grizz game tonight, Rich? Ooh, this one's tough. Okay, so uh, Miami, this is a tough one. I want to say the Bucks because they're about to get Giannis back. Right. But they've got to win three out of four. I think that's one of the things that we're kind of missing. Again, no Oladipo, no Tyler Hero. They're getting Giannis back. But getting Giannis back ain't just going to solve the 130 points that you've given up every <laughs> single night. That's not who your team is collectively. So getting Giannis back is going to help, but you've got to play better. You've got to get that defense back to what everyone believes is the best or one of the best of all time, in my opinion opinion because they have so much size and depth. Last thing I'm going to say about uh, Dylan Brooks, every, we, we heard what Doris said. If you come for the king, you best not miss. Mm -hmm. That's what Doris said on the call. We know it. And so I'm very curious to see Dylan Brooks and to see how the, the Lakers team went around LeBron. Yep. Can this Memphis team come around Dylan Brooks, come around John Morant and his injury? Can they unite? Whichever team unites the best yep. is going to win that, that so, Lakers-Grizzly series. I think Miami wins is getting Giannis back. I think Miami wins is getting Giannis back, but we've seen the real of Kyle Lowry mm -hmm. and Duncan Robinson Woo. for the Miami Heat. Yep. With Oladipo mm -hmm. out, with Hero out, Duncan Robinson all of a sudden making threes again. Shout out Max my guy Struth Kevin Love. Threes. Shout out my guy Kevin, Kevin Love. Love. I, know, I know the for... Cavs could use him right now. And, oh. and guess what? The, La the, Lakers are so, the Lakers are so happy that Dylan Brooks didn't get suspended because I can hit him from the sideline oh. yelling. He with us. He with us. <laughs> oh, God. Every time he shoot. He with us. I, I agree with y'all. I think that, that Milwaukee comes back for this one. Hey, we've had great series, like, across the board. Yeah. No, they've been exceptional. I just got one question for you guys as we go off air. What, what do you think is better? Is is this the better dance move? Is this the better dance move? Or is this the better celebration? Oh, we're doing, we're doing the raise the roof is the best dance move. All right. It's raise the roof. Tennis. We got some tennis coming up for you next. That's going to do it for us here on NBA Today. Enjoy tonight's game and we're going to see you tomorrow.